As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving was 24 hours ago, but uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Michael Beller, Vic Tafer, and Zach Jackson here with you on the day after Thanksgiving to take a look ahead to the weekend after Thanksgiving and the remaining games on the Week 12 slate, giving you our five favorite plays apiece for this I don't know, guys. I'm kind of excited about the games that we have ahead of us. Just looking at even just the games that we picked, which obviously isn't all 12 of them. Uh, Titans-Patriots, Vikings-Niners. We've got a Packers-Rams pick mixed in here. Bucks-Colts. There's some pretty fun games on the slate. Vic, how you feeling about this Week 12 week? Yeah, I'm doing good. Just had uh, Thanksgiving with uh, Uncle Jerry in Dallas, so I'm fired up for this weekend <laughs> of football. Uh, I think there are some good games on, on the docket. And Zach? Zach, what's going on, man? Happy Thanksgiving to you. They're all fun when we win. So, uh, <laughs> let me take for a second. I'm wearing my Ohio State gear here. I'm not an alum. I'm not a huge fan. And we're talking pros here. But the difference in Ohio State's program and Michigan's program overcomes any rivalry BS. Harbaugh <laughs> gets paid a lot of money to operate a national champ- championship caliber program. He does not. Ohio State team total for everything you got. And they might double it. I, I, I am with you on that one. I am in a pool with a friend where we um, we pick every – or uh, the guy who runs the pool, it's a college football pool, the guy who runs it picks anywhere between like 12 and 15 games for us depending on the week. We have to pick every game both straight up and against the spread. And if you pick underdogs to win straight up and they do, you get bonus points, blah, blah, blah. I know you don't really care that much. Uh, but the guy who – my friend, my buddy, is a Michigan guy who I split it with, and I barely had to convince him that we need to just go OSU straight up, OSU uh, laying the points because OSU, I think, trounces. And I really want to see – I've got Wisconsin gear on. We're not going to do much of anything special this year. I really want to see Georgia-Ohio State championship game. I feel like they yeah, I think I think teams. it's headed that direction. I, yeah. I really do. So um, we'll see. But I just I just wanted to get that in. And I really didn't plan <laughs> it. I just kind of needed to pull over. It's cold here at this time of year. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this fits. Let's go yeah. with this one. Let's go with this one. <laughs> Let's go with this one to, uh, to get our five faves going. Uh, we've got a lot of crossover picks, actually, you guys. We have some where we're sharing, some where we're head-to-head, some where one person's got a side, one person's got a total uh, in the same game. So we're going to let all of that dovetail. We're going to start, however, 
with a game where only one of us has a pick in the game at all. And it's going to you, Vic. First game on the board for us here on this episode, Titans and Patriots. The Titans, six and a half point dogs in New England. How the tides have turned for these teams. The Titans are still the number one seed in the AFC, but suddenly six and a half point underdogs have not looked the same without Derrick Henry. What do you got in this game, Vic? Titans, Patriots, what do you got? Why do you got it? Yeah, I mean, last week was a big letdown for the Titans against the, against the Texans. I think they, uh, they lost the game. They only gave up like 200 yards of, of, mm-hmm. of offense against the Houston Texans, so I think they didn't play that badly in terms of that side of the ball. But I think they're looking ahead of this game. I think it's a good matchup. They match up well. You're getting great value because everyone now thinks the Patriots are the best team in the history of football, so it's good <laughs> line value. So I think it's, uh, it's a good number for the uh, Titans to bounce back. And, uh, I think they might win the game, but I'll just say they cover the spread. Yeah, this is uh, starting to get a little too high for me as well. Five and a half uh, is the spread on, um, uh, or by five and a half was the starting spread, excuse me, over at BetMGM. It's now up to six and a half. I'm actually considering the Titans, you guys. Uh, I'm one of 13 people remaining in a survivor pool, and I'm considering the Titans, uh, in, or excuse the Patriots in that spot. Not the Titans, yeah. Considering yeah. the six and a half Whoa. point dog in my, <laughs> in my survivor pool, that's not crazy, right? Considering the Patriots, but I'm not so sure if that's ultimately the direction I'm going to go in, but it's a tough, tough survivor week as, uh, you know, we Week 12 has been shaping up to be this week where we just don't have a ton of big favorites, and that's uh, the case here. So I I like the Titans with the points, even though I still lean toward Patriots as the straight-up play. Let's get to Vikings and 49ers. Uh, Zach, you and I both have a pick in this game, the Vikings three-point dogs in San Francisco. Not only do we both have a pick, we both have the same pick. We both like those road dog Minnesota Vikings. I'll let you take it away and start this off. Yeah, I know the Niners are hot and they're back in it, but – Let's be honest. They, they caught the Rams in a great spot. Mm-hmm. And they went and played Jacksonville, who is just beyond awful. The Niners have told you and told everyone, including Jimmy himself, they don't believe in him, right? Here comes the Vikings. They're hot. They're also playing for something. Um, I just I expected this to be a pick'em game, and I like the Vikings in that spot too. I, I'm confidently going to take the points, and I'm going to expect this Vikings team that's healthy, that's playing well, to come in and, um, like I said, win the game, but I'll gladly take the three. I will gladly take the three as well. I also think they win this game. I, I, I do so many so many different shows between uh, this show and Best on the Board, our gambling show, and then the fantasy part of this show that I'm not sure if I said this to you guys, so I apologize in advance if I've said this on this show already this season. But I just love that the Vikings are just 5-5, five and five, right? Clearly they have their flaws. But I love that what they do well, they do very consistently. And basically that is let Justin Jefferson be awesome. Let Adam Thielen be a red zone monster. Give the ball to Dalvin Cook 22 times a game and ask Kirk Cousins to play really efficient quarterback. And they do that very well week in and week out. There's a miss here or there. We've seen it this season. We've seen it going back a couple of years now, pretty much ever since Cousins has been in Minnesota. But more often than not, you can count on those four guys coming through individually. And what those guys do individually really is what carries this team as a whole. And so I think we're seeing the Vikings peak at the right time. I think they're comfortably the best NFC team that is not one of those teams that has been locked into the playoffs seemingly since like week two, those five teams that we know all the division leaders plus the Rams. Um, I think they're the best of the next group. I think they're actually sort of on an island in the NFC where they're obviously not quite up to those five teams, but they're better than the Saints and the Eagles and the Panthers and whoever it is that's ultimately going to be competing for that seven seed in the NFC playoffs. 49ers could be in that mix as well, and I think we see more of that on display in this game. So I like the Vikings a bit, and I'm just going to roll right into my next pick. I like this game to go over. Um, All the reasons I just said about the Vikings, this is an offense that typically shows up most weeks. The 49ers, 
when they've been healthy, they've been pretty productive. And you got to give some credit to them figuring out uh, how to get Debo Samuel involved in really inventive ways over the last couple of weeks. 13 carries for Debo Samuel over these last two games. Some of it in week 11 was based on necessity without Eli Mitchell. You know, they did give Jeff Wilson the ball 20 times plus on the ground, but uh, Debo Samuel got eight carries in that game, but they've gotten him involved in inventive ways. Uh, They got George Kittle right back in the fold when he came back from injury, three games back from injury, one touchdown in each of those games, two huge yardage games. We've now seen Brandon Ayuk over the last month be the guy that we thought he could be coming into the season, the guy who he was with this team in 2020. It's two efficient offenses and two offenses, I think, that can dictate the way this game goes. If I were going to be concerned about it at all, I would be concerned about the 49ers being a team that can milk a whole lot of clock on their possessions. And so maybe that drives the number down just a little bit. But ultimately, I trust these offenses to do what they do. So not only do I like the Vikings plus three with you on that, Zach, I also like Vikings and 49ers to go over 48. Eight. And I'm going to come right back to you, Zach, for pick number two, Monday Night Football, Washington football team, minus one at home against the Seattle Seahawks. This game opened up as the uh, Washington football team plus two and quickly has swung to minus one, a three-point swing in about 24 hours on this game. What do you like in it, Zach? Seattle's done. They can't <laughs> score. They've been awful. Uh, they had less chances the last few weeks against rivals. So now they're going to come across the country. Um and, and be be favored to start? No way. No way. This was instant. Uh, I know Washington's not great, right? Uh, and I don't recommend anybody stay up and watch this game. <laughs> but I just don't think Seattle should be favored against anybody. And I think there are very few teams Seattle would beat. I don't think Washington's one of them. Uh, I'll take the WFT here in this game. WFT. Yeah, I mean, end of an era. It's been one hell of an era, one hell of a decade in Seattle with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Uh, but it feels like this is all ending and maybe both of them gone from Seattle after this season. Definitely uh, this year for them over with the Seahawks sitting at 3-7. and seven. Another big game that we've got in Week 12, Buccaneers and Colts. This should be a fun one. Colts on the rise. Buccaneers getting things right on Monday Night Football in Week 11 against the Giants. The Bucs are two-and-a-half-point favorites in Indy. Vic, you're going to take this one, your second pick of this episode. What do you got for us on Bucks and Colts? Yeah, I'm going with the, uh, with the Bucks. I think they looked good. And I think not only that, but you could see that Tom Brady wasn't happy with the 20-point win. And he wanted, they missed some chances to score, and he was pretty uh, mad about that. So I think they resolved it. You know, those two losses before the bye. But I think they've uh, it's kind of turned the page, and I think it's a good matchup for him. I think that Tom Brady and the offense uh, are too much for the Colts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I am also on a play in this Buccaneers and Colts game. It's actually one that I was a little afraid to go to either side, but I do like the under. The number is at 52, and I like the under for, I guess, a couple of reasons, but the driving reason for me in this game is that the Colts have done what they want to do so well over the last, really, six weeks, and it goes to Jonathan Taylor being the engine of the offense. Jonathan Taylor has put himself over these last six, seven weeks into a class with, I would say, only Derrick Henry, and it's not just in terms of pure production, because I think, obviously, anytime you're having that running back discussion, you have to put Christian McCaffrey in it as well, but it's different in the way they do it. Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor, the true engines of their team's offense, and they do almost all of their damage on the ground and so that keeps the clock moving that keeps the clock churning these guys are great at picking up first downs these guys are great at converting short yardage these guys both have the ability to turn what looks like a six yard gain into a 76 yard gain and so i think that tendency is going to drive this game to be maybe a little bit more like literally faster like faster in terms of amount like like literal time that it takes to play this game i think it's going to be could be one of the shorter games of the week you also look at what the colts do offensively through the air they're not really built to take advantage of the Buccaneers biggest weaknesses which is in the pass uh pass defense outside uh, you know sim similar to what we saw from the Giants on Monday Night Football they really aren't built to take advantage of that sort of weakness Colts really aren't built to take advantage of that sort of weakness either so I think you know this is largely my pick here is largely driven by the Colts offensive mentality and their what they do stylistically but I think this can stay under 52 because of those reasons. I think that's enough of a reason to like the under 52. Short week for the Buccaneers, not really anything that's uh, factoring into my thinking. No Antonio Brown, most likely, for the Buccaneers here. They haven't had quite the ceiling that they did earlier in the season when everyone was healthy. Still a pretty damn good ceiling uh, for them every time they take the field. But there's room for this game to also be a high-scoring game, quote-unquote, and you know still go under the 52. We could still see 27-24, something like that, 28-20, and it goes under the 52. I just think that a lot of boxes need to be checked for it to get over this number, and if anyone isn't, it's going to stay under. So I'm going to take my chances on those odds coming through for me and stay under 52 on Bucks and Colts. Let's get to a huge other big game, Bengals and Steelers. This is a fun game. It's a fun NFL standings sort of week that we've got in week 12. All of us have a pick on Bengals and Steelers. Zach, we're going to start with you. You've got an interesting pick. Me and Vic just going straight with one of the sides. You've got a little bit more exotic of a play for us in this game. Yeah, you know, I think for a long time, I think second time division teams play, I lean towards under and I lean towards first half under. They know each other well, right? They know each other's tendencies, all of that. In this game, you add a Steelers offense that either has, you know, 90-year-old quarterback Ben Roethlisberger or <laughs> god-awful quarterback Mason Rudolph. Um, in Ohio in late November, it's really cold. Uh, I don't know that there'll be additional weather elements, but I've been in Cincinnati late in the year. I know the wind is involved. I just think... Both teams are going to be deliberate. I think both teams trust their defense. Um, you know, I think obviously the Bengals are capable. I have much more firepower than the Steelers, but I kind of see a 10-7, 10-6, 13-3 type feeling out process through the early where both teams are, are content to run and to punt a little bit. And uh, I really like this first half under. This might be my favorite play of the week. All right. I think Vic and I are going to steal some of your thinking because we are on the same side and a lot of your thinking plays into Steelers maybe being the right play at plus four and a half in this game. That is the side that Vic and I are both on. Uh, but Vic, I'll let you speak for yourself. Why do you like the Steelers getting the four and a half in this one? 
I wasn't uh, super impressed with the Bengals. I watched them live against the Raiders last week. They won the game, but it was a one-score game until very late, and the Raiders yep. up. Their offense was terrible, so I thought that game, uh, uh, they could have done a lot more, and they should have done a lot more against the Bengals. So I think um, Joe Mixon's good. I mean, Joe Burrow's not quite the same uh, since uh, he came back uh, in terms of the explosiveness the, the Dolphins had. So I think it'll be a close game. I think the Steelers uh, getting the points, four and a half, is, is a good value. Yeah, I, I, I am with you on that, on just being good value. Just the number feels too big. I like Cincinnati. They're another team that's in that um, survivor thought process for me in Week 12. I do like them in this game to win straight up, but four and a half points is a lot of points for teams that know each other well, for teams that have already played against each other, for teams that have shown us offensively. You know, fourth quarter against the Chargers for Steelers last week, notwithstanding, they're not going to be teams that are reliably rolling up 31, 34 points week in and week out. Two teams that if they have their druthers, are happy to lean on their defense, especially Pittsburgh, and they should get Minka Fitzpatrick back in this game. Maybe they get T.J. Watt back in this one as well. It's just all trending in a direction where I'm not super comfortable uh, with the Bengals laying the four and a half because I think it's going to be a close game. I see this as a game that is played within a one-score window because of the familiarity, because of the defenses, and because of the fact that neither offense has been super explosive on a extended basis. We've seen periods of explosion from both of these teams, both for their passing games and through their running games. We've seen it. We just haven't seen either team do it on any sort of consistent basis. And frankly, you guys, I thought we were going to get that from Cincinnati this year. I feel like I'm sort of right for the wrong reasons about what Cincinnati was going to be this season. I thought they had a very good chance to be a playoff team. I thought they could surprise in this AFC North and maybe be one of the top two teams in what was looking like a division that was going to be pretty strong coming into the year. And that has borne out, but it has not borne out for the reasons I thought it was. I thought we were just going to see an explosive offense, a monster step forward from Joe Burrow. And he's been good. That's certainly been true, but it hasn't been the sort of offense I expected. I thought in a perfect, in a best case scenario, we could be talking about them, you know, in a class with like the Cowboys offense potentially by the end of the season. And that just hasn't happened for the Bengals. And so you add that all up and it's got a big time feel of a three point game. If either flip this around, put this game in Pittsburgh, make the Bengals plus four and a half or plus three and a half. I like the Bengals. Too many points. Home field has meant little to nothing this season. Road teams have won more games. Underdogs are crushing favorites against the spread this year. This is a three-point game. I'll take the team that is getting four and a half, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. For our next pick on the show, you guys, you two guys, going head-to-head. What's up? I love it. Panthers and Dolphins is where you guys go head-to-head. The Panthers, one-and-a-half-point favorites in this game in Miami. Zach, you are on that road favorite, so you take this one first, and then, Vic, you've got the rebuttal. Zach, let's hear the case for the Panthers. Yeah, I just think Cam's put some life back in the Panthers. I think they always had a good defense, and I think they were just deflated by the Darnold experiment. But but I think they're back. They're motivated. I just don't think the Dolphins are any good. I think there's a lot of proof to back that up. And, and beating the Jets last week does not change my thought on that whatsoever. So I think there's a team that has more to play for. I think there's a team that's playing with more energy. And I think it's a team that's really been more consistent outside of Darnold's turnovers. And so, you know, I don't think Cam's going to light it up. I don't think the Panthers are going to win by 30, but they have Christian McCaffrey back, right? They they, they have something to play for. And, uh, you know, I just I, I think they win. Um, I, I just can't trust the Dolphins uh, <laughs> for much of anything. And, and I feel pretty confident about this one. Man. Blatant disrespect, man. <laughs> Two has won, what, three in a row? The guy just wins games. All he does is win. And this spread, I got one by one by two. That's uh, well, I got one by one. No, that's you can fine. lose by I one. Can lose You're by good. one. Hey, that's what <laughs> I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, I think the 
that Canada has brought some life back to the Panthers, but not enough. They, they lost Washington last week. And sure. That's a bad loss, I think. I just think the Dolphins at home, you know, I think they're more than competitive. They've obviously they've shown that against some bad teams, but I think it's a good spot for them to win a game. I think their role continues. And uh, Miami's a tough place to play this time of year, so I'll, I'll go the Dolphins. All right, you guys, one more pick a piece for each of us. Before uh, we get into those picks, though, I do want to say right now at The Athletic, we have a Black Friday deal going on. You can get yourself a subscription across the next 12 months for just $1 a month. Put another way, it's 12 bucks for the next year for a subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod to take advantage of that offer. It is active through Monday, so do it this weekend for sure. Get yourself access to the best sports reporting Everything that we do, every single sport, theathletic.com slash fantasy football pod. Last pick here. This is uh, one where we've, it's a free for all. None of us are sharing a game here, and it's all totals. Two unders, under from each of you, and an over from me. I'm going to say right now, I don't actually love my over. Sort of squeezed this one in at the last minute. But, Zach, we're going to start with you. Browns and Ravens game you will be attending. Big game in the AFC North. Big AFC North weekend here. Browns and Ravens, the total on this one, which is what you are picking. 46 and a half, you've got the under. Let's hear why. Yeah, so the AFC North is competitive. That doesn't mean it's good. The Ravens are not good. <laughs> sure. They can't. They cannot run the ball, and that is that's what drives everything in their offense. The Browns can't pass the ball. I mean, <laughs> Baker Mayfield has no business playing out there. He is uh, for the last two weeks played two of the worst games you've ever seen. Why Stefanski trusts him to play? I don't know, but there's no reason he could trust him to complete anything. The Browns are pretty good defensively, specifically to attack uh, a team that becomes one dimensional like the Ravens have become. I mean, L- Lamar can run obviously, but their backs can't. Their tackles stink. They're going to have trouble blocking the Browns. Um, I just think the, the Browns are going to try to establish Nick Chubb. I think Lamar will run around and and do his thing. I think Justin Tucker wins it on a field goal late. I think it's like 1916. I think it's comfortably under 46 and a half. Man, I was um, I, I'm in Cleveland still for Thanksgiving, uh, visiting uh, the in-laws, and uh, we got here last weekend. So I was, uh, believe it or not, my mother-in-law does not have Sunday ticket like I have at home. So I was uh, <laughs> stuck with the local games, which meant I got to watch that full three-hour and whatever minute uh, Browns-Lions game in Week 11. And that is one of the worst football games I've watched in recent memory. That was just an ugly boring, brutal game, and everything you said, Zach, about this Cleveland offense not being able to throw throw the ball rings true. Obviously, you've been very close to the situation all season long, and I am feeling that under pick for sure. I'll throw my last pick out there. It is Rams-Packers over 47.5. This is basically a bet on these quarterbacks being able to be healthy, number one, and then be the driving force of what this game is. Aaron Rodgers dealing with something that he called out of his own mouth bigger than turf toe, right? It's turf toe plus, according to Aaron Rodgers, whatever the hell that means. But whatever it is, that's not an injury that you really want to be dealing with. That's not something you want your quarterback uh, to have to play through. Matthew Stafford also, a couple weeks ago, uh, was dealing with an injury. He should be fine for this game, but we obviously need these quarterbacks to be clicking on all cylinders for this number to go over. I will also say, it's like I'm arguing against my pick right now. I will also say that 47 and a half, feels sort of suspiciously low, almost like we're being baited into picking the over. Why are two teams with these sorts of quarterbacks and these sorts of weapons only supposed to play to a 47 and a half total? That's strange. Maybe we should go under or just ignore it altogether. But I'm going to go over here because I believe in these quarterbacks. I believe in these offenses. I believe in these coaches. I believe in Sean McVay coming out of a bye, having gone into the bye uh, with a really, really bad loss. I just think that all of that adds up to these teams letting their strengths shine through. And for both of those teams, that is what they do offensively. 
Doesn't need to be a huge shootout either. 47 and a half. Doesn't need to be Packers 37, Rams 34, Rams 38, Packers 34. We don't need that. 27-24, 28-20, 27-21. Any of those numbers get us over. 48 nothing Packers. That gets, I'm very, very good at addition, you guys, as I am showing off right here. Whatever it might be, I like these two quarterbacks to drive the action, to play very, very well in what is a huge game for both of these teams. Give me this game going over. And at the opposite end of the spectrum, we find Vic uh, muddling around in Jaguars and Falcons, the opposite, the antithesis <laughs> of Rams and Packers. But it's got a total of just one and a half points less, 46. Vic, you think it stays under? Yeah, I think muddling is a good term. Like I think I found like a river full of gold. I'm not sure the gold's still <laughs> any, any left there. I mean, the Jags have gone under, I think, five straight. Uh, their defense is better than you think it is, and the offense is as bad as you think it is. So I think that's why they've gone under five in a row. But I think, again, like the Falcons obviously have trouble on offense. Uh, it could be another great, you know, 13-10 to 10 game or 16-13 game that we saw with you know, the Lions last week. But I think it's a low-scoring game. I think the uh, you know, form holds true. And I think that the under uh, cashes in pretty easily. God, why are both of these games – you know, you guys bringing these to my attention. Why are both of these games as high as they are? Why is Jaguars-Falcons 46? Why is Browns-Ravens 46.5? We've seen books have been totally comfortable putting games in the low 40s this year. I just I can't figure. I mean, the, this game, this Jaguars Falcons game. Like, what is either of these teams going to do offensively in this? Well, game? Michael, I would say, um, you know, these look ahead lines get posted, and they don't take high limits. But one of the books last week, late last week, posted Browns Ravens at forty eight, right? And that mm-hmm. was if you thought Baker was going to be okay, right? right? Or if you thought Lamar was going to come in. And we, you know, we expect Lamar to be healthy. We think Marquise yeah. Brown's just a one week injury. But then you look at the Browns passing game, take that second step back. And then you don't know on Lamar and kind of where they are with their timing and, and who's all going to be available because I think between Sammy's injury and Bateman's injury and the rotating of the backs, I mean, they haven't had their whole cast once, right? Yeah. So um, I could see that, but I think when you just add in possible wind and weather in Baltimore late at night and, and the fact that the Browns need to run and play defense to win um, – you know, I, I totally agree. I think that it's just off, and I, th- I think it should be more like 44, which is why I jump on under 46 and a half. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to put you guys on the spot before we wrap things up here. Out of your five faves, your ultimate number one best bet of the week, what do you got for Zach? I'll probably stick with that first half under in Pittsburgh. I, I just I, I like that theory of division games doing that, and I just, I just see that game unfolding at a slow and, and deliberate pace. Vic, what's your favorite among your fave five? I was going to say Tua, but I can't pull that off. I'm going to say uh, – <laughs> I'm going with the, the Titans. I think that's a good value. I think the Patriots are definitely yeah, – they're good. Obviously, they're playing really well, but a little overhyped right now. I do think the Titans look to look past their game last week, so I think it's a good spot for them getting six and a half. All right, and I'm going to just ride with those Minnesota Vikings who have been very good to me this season. Again, Vikings plus three against the 49ers. Zach and I both on that. That is my favorite among my five favorite. All you listeners out there, you're all tied for our top favorite. Thanks so much for being with us on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Again, if you are not an athletic subscriber, go to theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod. Get yourself a subscription for the next year for just $1 a month. That's $12 for the full year. Do it by Monday because that's when the deal expires. So it won't be there for you come Tuesday morning. For Vic Taper, for Zach Jackson, I am Michael Beller. Thanks again for listening. Again, a day late, but happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Have a great, happy, safe weekend. And of course, fill it with the bets of your dreams. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Happy betting. We'll be right back.